0: Hello! You're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 86 Medals and Time. Enjoy the show! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie, Rosie and Jessica's, Jessica's Day of, Day of Fun. Fun. Hey Rosie. Hi Jessica. Um, How are you today? Yeah, good because when we last recorded, we were like, oh my god, it's so hot, I'm dying, and autumn is here. Oh goodness.
1: Second second porridge of the, uh, of the year. Of the, <laughs> of the day. Of
0: the day. I've had two pumpkin spice lattes, not today.
1: Oh, wow. Well. Although you have... That is a thing I have done.
0: Facebook Memories is doing all of... On this day, this time, you were in America. Look, you were in New York. You were doing all of this. And now it's like, hey, you're in bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They've only provided me with one so far, and it was a picture of some pie which I thought was was fair enough
0: i love pie when
1: it first clouded over it was the first first day that it was really gray and horrible i was i was wearing my i, I heart ny t-shirt and i was just really struck by the um, the comparison between this year and last year so last year i was in beautiful sunny i mean the weather was perfect last year wasn't it in new york
0: not too hot not too cold
1: all you needed a light jacket and then it was like gray and miserable so Tried to take a comparative selfie looking out over the, the um, comparative river with not comparative weather.
0: I can hear the police in the background. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean like a siren has just gone by.
1: Yes, they're just in the kitchen having a cup of tea.
0: Oh my, I love autumn, it's well established. I also love, you know that 45 minutes of work I had to do on meditation. Yes. Done it, done it weeks ago. Excellent. I've been really enjoying suddenly having the mental capacity to do loads of small jobs I've been putting off for months. <laughs>
1: it's so worth it
0: it was so good I suddenly found myself just being like and this is done and this is done and you get a car and you get a car <laughs> it's been a rough time in Britain the last two weeks
1: it's been a very stressful time in Britain the last few weeks I was trying to remember what I'd done this last few weeks I was scrolling back through Twitter I was like oh
0: I've just had a sad." I see
1: I've just responded to things I haven't done anything I've just I've just tweeted a lot of gifs it's been a lot of gif work
0: um <sighs> Bake bake Off Uh, has gone to the uh, wrong channel and Mel and Sue have left because people love money and it's really funny because it's all backfired on them so at this point Love Productions have ostensibly bought a tent or Channel 4 have bought a tent and uh, Mel and Sue have left Um, I mean I don't know but Paul and Mary I would imagine are likely like it doesn't seem unreasonable at this point they'd go.
1: Well, no official word yet, but I think the general consensus is it seems likely they will also not go with it. Um,
0: and everyone knows that they are the most important, like the four of them are very important to bake off.
1: Yes, otherwise, it, as you said, it is a marquee full of ovens. And now, product placement.
0: Oh, no.
1: Those are not just any other. Those are Neff ovens with a smeg I frid- oh, No, they can bring back the smeg fridges, as somebody pointed out.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's been a really tough week uh, for what has been termed bread Brexit. Brexit. I mean, it works better as a visual. Brexit, Brexit. because yes,
1: it's it's better as a hashtag. Brexit.
0: Yeah, it's just a really tough time as a nation. You know, like we really. Britain is a really bad country. I mean, I don't really believe in patriotism anyway, but now I'm like, how could you even try? Because we're the worst. We're garbage monsters, and we just vote for terrible things. And like, we're like, oh, finally, Bake Off is back. You know, it's not going to be so disastrous anymore. We can have this respite from the terrible referendum-based horror we have created. And then two weeks later, we're like, <laughs> oh, God. This is
1: a garbage fire.
0: Just shut it down. Burn it.
1: Shut it down.
0: Just setting fire to the tent. Like, you know how at the end of Glastonbury, people don't pack up their tents and take it home. They just leave yes. it in a cesspitty waste field. Oh my God, yes. That's what the end of Bake Off this season is going to be. It's going to be just a <laughs> pushed over tent and uh, somebody it's setting chairs a strewn on about fire. the place. that's <laughs> all we deserve. Uh, on the plus side, I've super loved the Paralympics.
1: Good. I've watched, as with the Olympics, I've seen none of it.
0: I don't really watch any of the sports, but I've been watching The Last Leg every night, and it's really good um so the last leg like, started uh during london 2012 because channel 4 who i mean they the, if anyone was to get bake off channel 4 are probably the best people but they're not the bbc so
1: yeah when it said it was going to itv what was that other channel called the other side when it was going to the other side i was like oh god no when it was channel 4 it's like that's not as bad but still
0: oh, no. God, no they do the paralympics the bbc <laughs> didn't offer enough money to do the Paralympics last time, 2012, so they did it, and they did it really well, and they had a nightly roundup show called The Last Leg, and then that was so popular that it's become just a weekly entertainment show, But they've brought it back as a nightly one for Paralympics in Rio, and it's really great, and I've just I loved it, and I've been watching that, and I really, really love the adorable mascot, Tom. He's the cutest thing in the world. And I found a website, and it was only £15 in brazilian dollar brazil money uh and then i was just about to order and they only ship within brazil which i think is rude because the whole point of the olympics is it's international and i want a really adorable cuddly toy and i'm sad
1: yeah that seems odd
0: but if you get a medal
1: short-sighted
0: he's a little like tree-like character and he's got green leafy hair but when you win a medal you get one with either bronze silver or gold hair with your medal Oh that's cute. And the medals have little ball bearings inside so that blind athletes can hear their medals and they have a different number of ball bearings based on whether it's bronze, silver or gold, so that you can hear what medal you've got and it's got the details in braille on them. But
1: that's a cool idea.
0: Yeah, so it's really exciting to see the visually impaired athletes shaking their medals. I I've enjoyed it muchly. I'm just sad about bake off.
1: Yeah. But, <laughs> I bought a new washing machine.
0: Well that's one of the only joys we have to cling to this year. Yeah. Um, How are you enjoying that? Because you've not had a washing machine for like three and a half.
1: About a thousand years, a million years. Um,
0: Jessica always comes over, you know, when we report on our Supergirl (laughs) sleepovers. I mean, I say it's a Supergirl sleepover. It's actually so Jessica can come and do laundry. I just pop
1: by to do my washing. (laughs) When I moved in, the setup of my kitchen was such that um, in the space in the corner, I could have either a fridge or a washing machine. Or I could run an extension lead from a single socket presumably with some sort of adapter plugged into it to the other corner to plug the fridge and that's not i didn't sit right with me i felt like i wouldn't ever want to leave the house if that was happening you know i'd want to sit next to it with a fire extinguisher anyway uh so obviously i plugged for the fridge option but in having the kitchen redone and this was largely the catalyst having the kitchen redone i can have both because i have new shiny sockets so that's exciting, um, but it was never that desperate because I don't live that far away from you or our parents, and also I I can do washing at work. I have access to uh, to washing machines uh, there, so it it was never never that desperate. But it was I was over it. I was done, <laughs> and then I got my washing machine it's super super shiny and super lovely. And also when I moved in, there was a laundrette across the road. So I was like, well, that's fine. I'll go there. And then it closed down like several weeks later. So. You
0: weren't patronising enough.
1: I went inside it once to go, yeah, cool, yep, this looks. This checks out. It's got washing machines in it, and then... It's next not like there, in
0: Archer where it's a front for an international spy organisation.
1: It didn't seem to be that, because I feel like it would probably still be open if that was happening.
0: Yeah, good good point, good point. Unless they
1: were money laundering.
0: <sighs> yeah. I crashed my old work. Sorry, I realise I'm very low energy this morning. I don't know what's happened. I realise we started talking about Bake Off sadness, and it's just permeated my whole being. Sadness! Oh no, don't bring that up.
1: I started to write the name, the title of my song, and I just managed to write. But in combination with the word Bake Off and Sadness, I just tried to write Bakeness. And neither of those words appear in the title of the song. It started... Never mind, right. Carry on.
0: Uh, I crashed my old work, because my former manager was leaving, and uh, she was having drinks in the evening, but they always do cake in the office in the afternoon. Um, My... Housemate is uh, a friend I made at that work, so uh, she snuck me in early so that I could appear. She invited you. Yeah, but I mean, she she, she condoned s- your presence. She signed me. She in, was like,
1: she she was your sponsor for the
0: event. Yeah, and so I got your to, patron to crash Ruth's cake giving out, and it was really exciting because firstly they've had a whole new the building is completely different they've had a huge refit since i was there and i got to see it and the new swanky lift opened exactly opposite where ruth was standing for a speech to be given in her honor so the doors <laughs> of the lift opened and i was standing at the back of the lift just smiling straight out at her and she was excited to see me and i was really excited to see her and then uh basically everyone who i worked with came to her drinks afterwards because there's a sign of how much we all love her and it was lovely and it was really good fun. And on the way home, via McDonald's got chicken nuggets. And it was exactly what I needed. You know, sometimes you just need to eat something not entirely amazing.
1: I had macaroni and cheese for dinner last night. And it it was entirely amazing.
0: Um, I've just seen your baked oatmeal on Instagram. <laughs> Mate. Mate.
1: Let me tell you. needle and fed all over it.
0: Yeah, me too. I've got stuff and always like exactly the same shape dish um so that was great and i holy mackerel uh yes so the highlight of my last few weeks has been that i got an email read out on the bbc's flagship. Sh- the bbc's <laughs> flagship film program with attainment by simon mayo and mark kermode mark kermode referred to my review as being like of roger ebert and then simon mayo said that i was somebody to be cherished and admired congrats well done thank you and then mark kermode said yes well i think we all knew that didn't we so it was very nice. Yeah. Hooray! Uh, I was reviewing the film Suicide Squad, which, as we have established, is the absolute worst. And I hate everything. And Jared Leto turned up in an advert during New Girl on Thursday, and I started booing him, and then I was booing into the next advert, but the next advert was all kittens, and so he had to tell me to stop booing the kittens.
1: But was your review favourable?
0: <laughs> what, for Suicide Squad?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Tell us how you really feel. Anyway, what a what a great thing, so... I'm um, to be admired by and cherished. I'm putting that. That's a review from the BBC. I can put that on a tour poster now. If I do the yeah, you should get account. business cards. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
1: Bake Off, off chat. Card. I forgot that we do this, though I haven't done any notes.
0: Oh, I've just seen a headline. Why would Channel 4 spend 75 million on Bake Off without being sure the talent was going too? Which is true. It does seem
1: odd, doesn't it? Why? Yes, it's like I mean, it's like the people in Homes Under the Hammer who buy a house and like, so, so did you come and look around beforehand? No, well, we drove past and thought it looked fine. Did you read the legal document? Um...
0: We have talked about Cake Week, which was episode one. Yes,
1: yeah, so we've got three episodes to catch up on.
0: Biscuits, batter and bread. Not in that order, but the cadence is better. Louise went out in Biscuit Week because her gingerbread wedding was a disaster. It was a mind. pile of biscuits, and I feel like that was too risky to do. And she
1: was covered in icing, and it was just like, well, I wash my hands of this, and now I need to literally wash my hands.
0: Like... Don't do your wedding that hasn't happened yet. You've cursed it. You've cursed it, mate. But Candice Candice came first. She got Baker that week, which is great because I love her and her amazing lipstick. And you With her know- sticky, sticky pub carpet. Ah, oh, great. I know, she grew up in a pub, so she made a, a gingerbread pub and she had the gingerbread sticky carpet. Yeah, great. Uh, Kate did a very off-brand... Guiding and promise thing uh that woman undoing years of p r work by the Girl Guiding <laughs> office but never mind, never mind, she seems fine and i I would like to take this opportunity. I mean, this was the beginning of where Selassie was not making good on his promise, so first week he was really chill, he was robbed of Star Baker, and everyone was like, clearly yeah. this guy's going to walk it, bottom in the technical and has not been doing well ever since, like everyone thought he was amazing, but actually he's not been doing great,
1: well, he did pretty well this week. We did fine this week
0: Well he came 8th out of 9 on the technical
1: Oh no that's not good
0: He's been doing fine but everyone was like yeah this guy's going to win it He's he. They thought he was doing like um Jay on Strictly where he clearly won it in week 3 with his jive to, to uh, Pulp Fiction yes. but not so much But um I very much liked Andrew's Bee Biscuits from Biscuit Week uh, They looked very nice because they were very beautifully decorated But mainly I just loved candies. Should we talk bread? Let's talk bread. Well, in honor of bread week, we got out the bread maker, which I know is like a little bit of an insult to them. (laughs) But uh, we've had this bread maker set up, uh, sitting under, well, sitting on the floor under a shelf since I moved in. Got it all cleaned up and worked out how to work it. Found the manual online. It's a PDF and baked some bread that night. And we've now baked two loaves. Is it edible? Yeah, it was really good, if I say so myself. Can you make beetroot bread in it? I Probably. think you can say that
1: because you didn't actually bake it.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, you can make all sorts. You can do things like make the dough for croissants or something and then uh, you do yes, your laminations yeah. yourself, but you can make different kind of different doughs in, like, It does it does dough. sort of the,
1: knead, the kneading and the proving, doesn't it? And then yeah. you can fish it out and cook it into a different shape.
0: Yeah, so we're going to try with some various. You can also just buy fun flowers that have like nuts and or seeds in so that you can get more exciting breads but we've done two loaves and it was very exciting because it has a delay on it so um, I set it to be baking so it finished baking at eight in the morning so we could wake up to bread baking nice. which was nicer than this morning where I woke up to the smell of toast but oh the smell of toast and thought I really hope Lucy's got up and is eating toast cause otherwise I'm having a stroke <laughs> at
1: least twice a week I have to ask the people I'm with everyone else can smell toast right yeah, um, yeah everyone goes uh, yeah
0: now back, bread, back bread to bake off well I think we should talk about Val. Because this is the week she came first in the technical, but then yes. made her twisted platter. It was just It put
1: me in mind of Alvin's um, cornucopia, which was just
0: like a hundred pieces. There were horn bread. of
1: plenty. It was just a thousand bread rolls in it and, in, a, uh, in a tray.
0: And so she made it, but also she was doing Noah's Ark. What do you know about Noah's Ark? They all went in two by two. Two by two. And then and Mel's going right. So there's only there's only one elephant. Oh well, they'd had an argument, and you've got one dove. Oh, that one flew away. I think for
1: that It would have been better If the animals hadn't been Part of the plats. If she'd just done Some extra little Sort of
0: like much much smaller
1: Sort of bread Like dinner roll sized
0: And then done a really Elegant platted arc
1: Done a nice Elegant platted arc And then just done Some cute little Bread roll elephants And a couple of lions And think Because you could even Make them this sort of Shape and size of a bread roll Because then it yeah. would be cute
0: Now the star baker That week was Tom Who decided to Plait Thor's hammer Mjolnir <laughs> Yes, which you know. Sure. Uh, and Michael went out for having uh, basically poisoned Paul with some homemade liquor. From the looks of things,
1: <laughs> that was that was worth it.
0: Astonishingly strong. I mean, fair enough. I don't know if he had to go out that week, but I don't. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I mean, I don't know
0: how much further
1: he could have done, but I think yeah. he could have. He could have been one of those that sort of pulled it out of the bag. Um, also, the previous week when he'd been being had his showstopper being judged. He looked, like, so nervous, and they showed a shot, you know, when they have the shot of them from the side, so you can mm-hmm. see just the mm-hmm. contestant facing the uh, judges. And he sort of was holding on to his apron.
0: He's only 19.
1: And you could really tell that he was the youngest by quite some way, and he was sort of... But anyway, I think he was, He was like, yeah, it was it was
0: was. And also everyone thing. said, well, the thing is, he's only 19, and look at him, he's great. So, I think no one's worried. And then this no. week, shall we move on to a first? A first for Bake Off. Because... Arguably doesn't involve yes. very much baking. Uh batter week now. Batter week. Uh I no. and, until <laughs> they'd got to the dump noodle, I was pretty impressed that all of the challenges were things we'd heard of. Not so much with the dump noodle. And then the technical was a lace pancake, which we have all heard of. Um, we have all heard of. But I felt I, I sort of felt
1: like that was a weird technical challenge because the thing about like okay, so if you make like um a Charlotte Russe or a a Princess Torte or some sort of cake You make it, you sit it on the end of the bench while you have it tidy up, you put it on the table and everyone eats it. Whereas a pancake, that pancake should go from the frying pan into your mouth. Like you eat pancakes as soon as they're cooked. Mm. So it seemed like a weird technical challenge. Obviously, everyone's pancakes would have been sitting around the same length of time. So the the time delay and the fact that I'm assuming they were cold when they were being eaten Mm. um, would have had the same effect on everyone's pancakes. So it's not like it sort of changed the judging or anything. But it seemed, it seemed odd.
0: Yeah. Something,
1: something about it seemed like a bit of a, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't draw me. Also, and clearly it wasn't because they're all struggling with it. But I sort of looked and thought, what's Speaking. the problem there? Just yeah, like,
0: draw, up draw some a
1: pancakes. pancake. Don't burn it. Serve it. What's the? <laughs> I don't, I don't get the challenge aspect of it. Clearly it was because it was a great issue for everyone. I'm going to go and make some lace pancakes. I'll be back
0: in about 25 minutes. Miguel Vendramina got a star baker. Yeah, she did. And I was so pleased because I love her. They did churros as a slow stopper, which was great. And then Yorkshire puddings for the signature. And hers were red onion chutney, brie and bacon, which is an amazing combo. I thought
1: of you when I heard that. I was like, yep, Rosie will be all over this. Rosie is a
0: fan. Brie and bacon and then either a red onion chutney or a cranberry sauce. Mm
1: -mm -mm. Um, Her churros were, unless I've forgotten somebody's, were the only ones really when the plate was put on the table, he thought, oh, they look nice.
0: The only other ones I wanted to eat were Candices because they had peanut butter on them but she hadn't uh, her thing had been too slack and she hadn't got the ridges.
1: Yes, that's right. I mean, I would still have eaten them. Oh, yeah, but Benjamin has looked Great. like spot on. They'd obviously been successful and the presentation was nice. I wonder if she'd maybe just finished in decent enough time to get everything sort of, you know, neatly on the plate.
0: And uh Val, she's still going strong.
1: Still going strong. That I so I know so many people are divided over Val. People either love what? her and think she's amazing. Who doesn't like Val? I, oh, don't, I, I'm, do, do I'm not you... going to name names. I can't decide about Val, but I think I don't... I like her as a person. The more I read about her on the internet, you know, and everyone's like, yeah, Val's a legend. I'm like, yeah, sure, she probably is. She, I find her quite... She needs to stop moving. And I find her quite stressful because she keeps dropping things on the floor. And every time she does something, I'm like, Val, what are you going to do now?
0: I love her. If you thought Norman was good, then you will love <laughs> Val. Um... <laughs> She's from Yorkshire, and she was making Yorkshire puddings, and the, the that first was stressing fact didn't me go out well. because it's like, and with without
1: wishing to um, stick to stereotypes or like make like judgments of people before they've done anything. She's an older lady, should and be able she to make I think a
0: Yorkshire
1: she, pudding. she should be able to make a Yorkshire. You know, that's just going on age, more likely to be able to make a Yorkshire but pudding. But she
0: also said she makes them all the time, so
1: and she's from Yorkshire. And she's from Yorkshire. I thought, oh, Val's got this one in the bag. Nobody else needs to bother showing up. She's just going to put them in the pans. But they did also, okay.
0: They just time that. They did okay.
1: But, and, and I wonder, we're talking about this at work, and I wonder if um, it was just cooking in a different oven. Yeah. I mean, these are very, very good ovens, so you'd think that they would be on your side. But I think it's one of those things that you, with the Yorkshire pudding, because they can be a bit temperamental, it turns out. I wonder if you're used to doing it in your oven, you know exactly how your oven cooks them.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you have to use a different one. You, you might judge things a bit differently. Because a lot of people had to put them in, twice still didn't pan out that well for Tom
0: no I mean his just when
1: as I was trying to describe them, then then as Paul Hollywood say that's a blinny yeah they were it com- tastes lovely but they but were so
0: flat I mean it was bonkers
1: they didn't rise at all <laughs> it just firmed up yeah like a sort of frittata <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I love but not no, not right.
1: That's the baked element of it. And a Yorkshire pudding is a Yorkshire... Like, just make a Yorkshire pudding. Maybe put a bit of interesting seasoning in it.
0: But what you're actually doing is filling it with delicious meats.
1: To go down the creative route, pick do do a filling. Just make a Yorkshire pudding. And yeah. then just, just... Don't
0: weigh it down with a fancy flour.
1: None of those people will ever be welcome in Yorkshire. Except Val.
0: And this week we have pastry coming up. Uh, so that will be a standard excitement. And I hope they go for a slightly more... Doable technical after the damp noodle
1: and baked one. I want one that goes in the oven. I think that's what it. what it yeah. was. It wasn't in really oven. I want more people peering into their oven in a baffled way. Yeah, I make terrible pastry, so I, I always that's the one that I would always find stressful.
0: Patron of the week. This week's patron of the week is Elizabeth Sandecock. Great hair, just always great hair. And somehow she manages to have seen every TV show you want to talk to her about, but has a deep and fulfilling life outside of her Netflix account. How does she fit it all in? Because she's Elizabeth. That's how. Thanks, Elizabeth. If you'd like to receive some custom praise on an episode of Rosie and Jessica, head to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica, patron, patron of the, the week. week. Your song. My song I've got in the backyard by Hayseed Dixie. Well, he's
1: laying in the backyard. It's a little bit murder ballady, which we know I love. Loves a murder ballady. It's a murdery ballad. Loves. Shut up. I. It's a little bit Frankie and Johnny.
0: Top fives. Top fives. You suggested this in the intro. Top
1: five. You're right. I did suggest time travel a little while ago.
0: <laughs> while we were recording, our special episode for our $10 Founding Father Patreon subscribers which is now available if you give us $10 a month you can listen to a special bonus episode how exciting for you and for anyone who wants to subscribe at that level Ah, you get extra bonus content and that uh, while I was editing that you suggested in the rambling before we started that we should do our time travel top 5 and obviously you noted it down because we recorded that in a double recording with episode 82 and now we awesome. are doing that. It has travelled through time to the future at the speed of one second for every second for us to do our top five time travel things in you know, media, culture, world stuff. So it's episode 86. Five, seven. Six. Six.
1: I know this because I went on the website earlier and last week's was episode 85.
0: Good. Good to know that we're uh, still doing the counting vaguely properly. So I will be beginning. <sighs> Number one. Number one. Tom's Midnight Garden by Philippa Pierce.
1: Yep, strong. Wait, how many crossovers are we going to have? Less than five. I think two.
0: I think one. Okay. Thomas Midnight Garden by Tom's Philip Midnight Pierce. God. Where he goodness. goes into the garden and it's the past. It's a lovely book. Sylvan's book. Very nice, good time. Book time. Number two. Number two. Star Trek First Contact, the greatest Star Trek film.
1: Ah oh, yes, that's a good one. That is a
0: great Star Trek film. I did but... not
1: think of that. I do have I do have a Star Trek in here, but I did not have that one.
0: They go back into the past. And they uh meet Zephyr Cochrane, also known as the Farmer from Babe, who has just invented yep. warp travel and then the Vulcans turn up because the Borg are trying to mess everything up and it's a great film and somebody else where the toilets are on the Enterprise. Ah, uh, what a film, it's on Netflix, might watch it later. I won't. Number three Alan
1: Rickman trying to find the pub. Yes. Yep. Number
0: three. Uh Run Lola Run. Which is like this eighty-minute German film from the nineties. It's also so like well, it's kind of time travelly but she gets to loop and to try things again, and she gets to redo things to get the right, right option. So it's not like, and now I'm going to go and do some time travel. But that's how it is. So she has to get a certain amount of money, and she goes through different iterations to try and do it. And it's a really good film, and it's mainly about how she has to run to get to places. And it really inspired the opening of Alias with her bright red hair. Number four, number four, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, self-explanatory.
1: Awesome.
0: I can't really obviously Bill and Ted and then they go and pick up all the historical characters and Joan of yep. Arc is there. Abraham
1: Lincoln, Socrates.
0: And uh, Napoleon goes and does a giant eating contest with his of ice cream.
1: Get yep, yep. Ziggy Piggy.
0: Ziggy Piggy Ziggy Piggy. Number five Number five. Any H G Wells based episode of the Adventures of Lois and Clark. I thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are the yes, best episodes. Tempest is the villain. The first episode he appears in, I found out, is called Tempest Fugitive. Thank you. Yes, it what, is. What a yes. glory. And then HG Wells is there to try and catch this time-travelling villain called Tempest.
1: I would posit that the Tempest Fugitive episode is the best episode of uh, Lois and Clark's the New Adventures of
0: And if any streaming service to which I subscribe wants to put The Adventures of Lois and Clark on for me to watch, then you will be my favourites.
1: Just to check, will it be followed immediately by Love and Kickings?
0: Yes, it will be, because it is BBC One in the 90s. Do-do-do. Good, Do-do. just checking. Your top five.
1: My top five. Obviously, let's get it out of the way now, Back to the Future. Hmm. It is a top five, just any film. It is my favourite film.
0: So it would be in time. if you did not include it.
1: So it would be really silly for me not to have it on the list. Mm-hmm. And I will not bore you with discussions on twin Pine versus lone pine marty even though i know you really enjoy them um number two, number two. bill and ted Yep, because that's totally non non heinous um number three number three thursday next yes and the universe thereof mm-hmm. thursday's dad works for the Krona guard or he certainly used to before he was unborn but he still exists but he technically doesn't exist. But he pops in for tea every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was a whole government conspiracy. Um, but there's fun things, fun and creative and clever things to do with the use of time manipulation. So that's good. That's good. Number four. Number four. See, I've written a massive list and then I had to pick my five out of it. And I'm still editing as I go, yeah, even though I had too. actually written down five. This is quite stressful. I didn't realise this would be such a stressful. Um, I am actually going to change it. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with... No, Night Watch. Yes. Uh, by Terry Pratchett, which is um, a Discworld book about the City Watch and Commander Vimes accidentally goes back in time and meets... Well, meets his former self, but he accidentally becomes his own commanding officer. So he can keep an eye on young Sam and no one realises that he's not who mm-hmm. he says he is with revolutionary consequences. And number five. Number five. Number five. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, Doctor Who. Let's go with it. Doctor Who
0: okay yeah standard standard i mean that was nearly on my top five but i took it out
1: because it brought us such joy as the doctor accidentally venting the banana daiquiri 100 years too early
0: yeah that is absolutely really good so that's
1: my top five honorable mentions there are right. a thousand of them
0: okay uh should we just trade back and forth then yes let's do that all of
1: my um my top five were more like straight up time travel mm-hmm. like deliberate or accidental but very very obvious time oh i'm back in time now whereas some of these are, are like slightly
0: different interpretations playing with time
1: playing with time
0: okay so I also have Back to the Future
1: do 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 yeah
0: does that call me out
1: yeah I don't know why why that happened it just popped into my head
0: okay I think
1: it's because it's on the same playlist that I have as um, Power of Blood okay. do 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 do, do. Yeah, anyway
0: okay Back to the Future
1: Uh, 13 going on 30 mm-hmm
0: Harry Potter 3, The Prisoner of... As- it's not called that. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the second best Harry Potter book. <laughs> with,
1: the, with the time-turner. Uh, being Erica.
0: Is that a television programme?
1: Yes. She...
0: Um, Goes to go back and fix things from her life. No. Yes, exactly, yes. Looper, in um, which Joseph Gordon-Levitt slowly morphs into Bruce Willis. Yes. That's not the plot, but...
1: Oh, I've confused that then. Mm-hmm. Kate and Leopold, which has many plot problems, but um, it's fun. Terminators 1 and 2 right yep Muppet Christmas Carol
0: okay see I didn't think Christmas Carol counters time travel because he's just witnessing events as opposed to interacting with them that is why
1: it isn't in the top 5 okay
0: Midnight in Paris
1: right yes Uh, Life on Mars
0: Bernard's Watch
1: I see I didn't do that because that's not time travel that's just time pausing but that is that would be my preferred superpower never anyone says "What, what would your superpower be and people say like flying or invisibility I'm like no pause time Like Burner's Watch is the... In fact, I gave this example yesterday. I have The Accidental Time Traveller, which is a book by Sharon Griffiths about a lady called Rosie Harford who um, accidentally ends up in the 50s.
0: What a nightmare. The Girl from Tomorrow.
1: Oh my God, that was a really good show.
0: Uh, We got a lot of um, early, mid-90s Australian children's television over here. Shout out
1: to the Miraculous Mallops.
0: Yes, and The Girl from Tomorrow was one of them.
1: Um, I have 1201, which is a film from 1993, which is, is that basically that Groundhog film? Day.
0: Well, which we watched, that was on ITV, and we watched it in Mum and Daddy's room. Yes, and it was basically Groundhog Day. <sighs> yeah, okay, good, because I have written that film, exclamation <laughs>
1: point. Because, <laughs> yeah, and he, he, gets, he gets stuck in a loop, and he's got to stop his co-worker from being murdered. There's, yeah, there's like a, a big nuclear device that's going to go off, and, but he's, he's stuck in the.
0: Okay, good. Well, that's sort of that one. Uh, Adder Back and Forth. Oh so, yeah, the Millennium Dome special, which ends with Blackadder as the king. Uh,
1: the Stargate SG One episode "Time" uh, with the time loop called "Window of Opportunity," where uh, Jack gets stuck in a twenty-four-hour in a time loop, and then Teal'c joins him. Um, and then they, after after a while, they realise that they could play it out for a few days uh, before trying to get back. So they, they play golf into the Stargate. Yeah. Just generally muck about a bit. That was one of those. You know, he get like a, a comedy episode every yeah, every those season. those are the best ones. Always
0: the best ones. I'm a big fan of the holodeck episodes of Star Trek. Fight me.
1: Yeah, I like the ones where they go to the old west. Clock Stoppers. Clocks. Yes. Again, that comes under the burners Burners watch category for me.
0: Directed by Jonathan Frakes, aka Riker.
1: Oh yeah, there you go. I have the trouble with tribbles, which is actually a DS9 episode. No, sorry, it's uh, Trials and Tribulations.
0: Where they go back... Oh, that is so good. Uh,
1: Star Trek, the original series, had a very famous episode called Trouble with Tribbles, as we all know. And DS9, Deep Space Nine, did an episode uh, called Trials and Tribulations, where um, several members of crew go back in time and join... Basically, they are inserted into the episode they're, Trouble they're with
0: Tribbles. they're stuck in the... Like, they're inserted into the film, and it's great. It's they, really well they can, You know,
1: they have, obviously, lots plenty of new scenes where it's just them going, what, what's going on? My favourite bit is where they're all in the canteen, and one of them looks at Worf and, and all the, the Klingons from the original series and goes, what, what happened? And Worf says, we don't like to talk about it. <laughs> because the Klingons just used to be dudes with pointy beards, and they became Klingons. Yeah,
0: no, that's all of mine. Uh, I also have... Uh... Good night, sweetheart and Quantum Leap we, uh, I think we've done lots of things that are like Groundhog Day but are not Groundhog Day because I've never seen Groundhog Day
1: No neither have I Groundhog Day is not on the list because I've not
0: I hear it's good it. Shall I do a song? Yes Rosie what's your song? It's Bless the Telephone by Labby Seif and it's a very gentle little song about how good the telephone is Lovely Snack of the day
1: Do 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 Snack of the day Pecan nuts
0: Bread and butter pudding nice i mean not really a snack snack of the day is really just dissolved into what are we eating um, <laughs> the second loaf of bread because of the weather there's been a, a creeping mold situation on some carbohydrates so oh no it, like it's not like it's infested you can just chop a little bit off we just turn this into something that we should eat up so i made bread and butter pudding from the end of a loaf of bread
1: oh good call good call
0: needle and fed, fed. fed. needle and fed so i made bread and butter pudding from the end of a loaf
1: <laughs> amazing oh fabulous I made some baked. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to call it baked oatmeal because baked porridge sounds weird. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, but baked oatmeal sounds wholesome. Baked American. oatmeal sounds
1: like sounds like a thing. Baked porridge just sounds a bit odd. I don't know. Even though it it is literally the same thing. It was um, apple and walnut, and I baked it. I've got like a La um big baking dish, so I think I'm going to get about four servings out of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just um, mixed up in a bowl. I did um, slightly less. Liquid than I'd usually put in, so usually I do um like old family recipe, one part porridge, one part milk, two parts water, whereas yesterday I did two and a half parts porridge, two parts milk, two parts water, I think. So significantly less because I didn't want it to be really I wanted it to bake and maybe go a bit crispy on the top. Then I um, sprinkled some um, crushed walnuts across the top of it and sort of mixed them in a bit so they were they would mm. soak like up the milk. Then I chopped up two small eating apples um, and I laid them in a pattern across the top. I put a tiny bit of um, golden syrup uh, uh, just across the top and then I popped it in the oven for I think it was in for about forty-five minutes in the end. Um, and I was super pleased with it And I bought a cafetiere The other week And some proper coffee And I had a lovely Sunday Well it was brunch Brunch time by the mm. time I actually ate it Watching a film And eating baked oatmeal And if you're interested the film was was driving me crazy Which I haven't seen for about 8 years
0: uh, So I'd made bread maker bread And from that I made bread and butter pudding And I also made banana bread with loads of walnuts in it, And that was really good so I've been doing some baking, and I've been knitting very slowly, but working on my Belmont cardigan. That's coming along nicely, but very slowly. So I'm now in the lace pattern, and I've also started doing embroidery. Here is a cat. Adorable. It is by kiriki Press, and it comes as a little kit to um, sort of teach your em- well, not necessarily teach you embroidery, but um, it's a fairly basic thing. So you get the fabric, and you chop it out and put it in your hoop and then and we'll like a press. sort of
1: some sampler by numbers kind of thing
0: yeah but it's a cat so you do straight yeah, stitches going. for the stripes and chain stitches for the outline and then um scallop stitches uh and what she calls buttonhole stitches they're blanket stitch and i've now right. started doing a bear that is also by the same person so this was a present from mavis and we had a sewing day and i decided i would do this and then um free with molly makes a few a while ago, I think last year, they had a version of the bear from the same person. So I'm now doing that little kit and I'm really enjoying embroidery and I want to make a sampler. I'd like to do what Judy Dentz does, which is to embroider rude words.
1: I'm doing some sewing at the moment, uh, but uh, I've got two projects on the go, but they're both gifts. So I won't talk about them too much because I uh, just in case people, the uh, recipients are listening, but I will uh, follow up on them next week. But one of them is some machine sewing, uh, sort of a slightly larger project. And one of them is just some little... Hand sewing, I'm uh, just embroidering, which is nice because you can do that on the train.
0: Yes, in the domestic bliss setup that we currently have, uh, of an evening we'll watch uh, you know, something on television, like University Challenge, and I'll have uh, a sherry and do my embroidery.
1: Oh, that sounds delightful.
0: It is. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week?
1: I, um, I saw a really funny Vine, which I would describe in more detail, but except it gives joke away. It involves hello. It's me.
0: I thought that was going to be, Hello, is, is it me you're looking for? for?
1: No, it involves... Uh, Adele. Adele. We'll just link to it because if I describe it, it's, uh, it detracts from the experience of the original viewing.
0: Um, I don't really have anything for this, except I want to recommend Grace's podcast again because she put up a fifth episode which has her mum and her sister in it and it is the best thing I've ever seen. Yes, it's
1: a lovely, lovely podcast.
0: Um, so Grace's as yet unnamed knitting podcast. Uh, she's done five episodes it's amazing and yesterday I realized that I could watch it on the big screen because I have YouTube app on my DVR so I watched it on my telly in bed and it was a half hour episode with her and her sister and her mum, and it was just so great and I just wanted to crawl into my TV and join them nice um but I haven't really got very much else to recommend apart from the fact that I've started re-watching The Office because I got DVDs of it and it's the greatest thing I think that is all for this episode if you are a Patreon subscriber at $5 or above, your badges have been ordered and will be with me shortly for dispatch. So uh, keep an eye on your postiness. I'm excited. Yes.
1: I'm excited. Can I have some?
0: Yes. and But only Yay! if you give me $5 a month. Uh, I can
1: give you $5.
0: If you are $10 or above uh, Patreon, then yes, your first quarterly bonus episode is up and your second will be up uh soon-ish once we've recorded it but that will be your autumn one your late summer one has just been up so that is very exciting um and thank you as ever to all of our patreon subscribers and if you want a set of badges but you aren't able to subscribe monthly we will have an opportunity for you just to buy those as a one-off
1: but we will have we have to sell them in a different uh location from our regular shop
0: Yes, because they are not going through them. They're coming to me in a big box, and then basically I will post them out to you personally. Um, Unless you know me, in which case I will hand them to you in person for cash money. Cash money. So that's exciting, and we hope you like all the designs. And if you don't, don't tell us. (laughs) That's it from me. We will speak to you in a fortnight. See you then. Bye! To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosyandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at sayhello to rosyandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at The Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your day of fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash greyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's day of fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening. And uh, the highlight of the last few weeks has been that I got an email read out on the BBC's flagship film programme, Wittertainment, by Simon Mayo and Mark Hermode, And it was astonishing. I mean, you're frozen in a really hideous position eating your oatmeal Hello, darkness, my old friend. This means what's great is that it will still be recording for me, but not for Jessica. So this is a little secret bit. Maybe I'll leave this in, and Jessica will hear it and be like, why did you leave this in?" How are you? I'm just getting a little beepy noise as we're desperately trying to connect back. We'd like to talk to you again. Hey, <laughs> and the voices that were calling my name still remain within the sound of Grandpa.